Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to This is Maria. Today, I wanted to talk to you about the energy of precious stones. The energy, the properties, what these stones love, how they can benefit you in your day-to-day life. And specifically, we're going to be talking about diamonds, rubies, emeralds, and sapphires. So buckle up. Before we get going, just one thing I wanted to remind you of. I have live events these days, and they are called the Healing Circles. And there is one very special one that is coming up in March, and that circle is going to be devoted to healing your lineage. This is going to be a very special one. It's going to be about diving into both your maternal and your paternal lines, and it's going to be quite powerful. So if you feel like there is some karma in your lineage to clear up, and if you are called... If you feel like you are the person to do it, then do join me. Um, all the information about my healing circles is available on thisismaria.com, Maria with a Y, M-A-R-I-Y-A. All right, my loves, let us talk about precious stones today. What joy and how fun. The reason I picked this for um, is obviously because they're the most prominent and also This is such a beautiful quad, and the reason that they are beautiful, and I like to talk about them in a group, is because each of these four stones is connected to a different element. Ruby is connected to fire. Sapphire is connected to water. Emerald is connected to the earth. And diamond is connected to air. Now, diamond is, of course, also connected to the energy of ether. So that's how we have all four elements, or all five elements, represented in the four precious stones. Now, if you want me at any point to dive into other stones, do let me know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. If not, we're going to just leave it at these four. And we're going to start with Ruby in no particular order. Ruby. Like I said, Ruby is connected with fire. Ruby is the stone of power. Ruby is the stone of courage. Ruby is the stone of intention. It is the stone that also is really good at preserving memories, specifically the memories of your ancestors. So it is a very strong and powerful ancestral stone. So if you are thinking of passing something on, a gift, for instance, to your children as a family heirloom, as a talisman, as an object of power, if you will, something that is going to be able to encapsulate both the power, the wisdom, and the knowledge of your entire line, pick a ruby. Um, It doesn't have to be a large ruby. Uh, It could be a small one, but um, any piece of jewelry or just a standalone uh, ruby crystal or stone is really, really beautiful. And it could be a family heirloom that is worth everything. It is just so good. So Ruby has this uncanny ability of almost encapsulating somebody's power and then accentuating that power. So it makes everything around it stronger. So what it'll take your power that you have in your body and it will amplify it. It's a great amplifier crystal. And so if you're seeking to make it a family heirloom, it's going to amplify your power And it's going to amplify the power of those that came before you, anybody who wants to partake in um, the creation of this amulet or um, of this stone of power. There's a ritual how you do that, um, but it starts with intention, right? It always starts with intention. If you intend to make a ruby your 
talisman for your lineage, if you want to give it to your kids. Invite your ancestors to donate their strength, their power, and their energy to the crystal so that it could also be a protective crystal. That's another thing about the ruby. It is a powerful protector. It's like a hound of a crystal. And I I mean this lovingly because um, once you become the owner of the ruby, it really is so protective and it is so loyal, kind of like the lion. You know, ruby is one of those crystals that no matter what is coming your way, it's going to build energetic protections around it. And it is very, very powerful. So it draws its power both from the fires of our planet, the fires of Gaia, and the cosmic fires as well. So it is a very well-rounded fire. It can be a high vibrational fire if some clearing is needed in an auric field, or it can be a low vibrational fire if... Um, some um, protection is needed. Now, ruby is a little bit opinionated, if not a lot. So it is a stone that likes its space. So if you are wearing a ruby ring, for instance, don't wear any other rings on that same hand because it likes its space. It's territorial, like a lot of wildcats. It's territorial. It doesn't like sharing all too much. And specifically, it hates sharing any kind of space with a sapphire. Ruby does not like to share space with a sapphire. It's not like these are the two arch nemesis stones, because I don't think that such a thing exists in a mineral kingdom. There is so much more harmony. But Ruby doesn't, you know, it's kind of like mixing fire and water. It may be okay for water, but it's not really okay for fire. And so if the, there is one thing that Ruby wanted me to pass along to you guys, and that is please don't place me next to you a sapphire if you can help it. Thank you. Um, it doesn't love tanzanite either, because tanzanite is that very similar energy, very watery energy. So, you know. To respect the power of the crystals, we probably want to do as they ask, right? So Ruby is a little bit territorial. Now, the one thing that it's going to give you is, like I said, confidence, right? So if you are planning a speaking engagement, planning to ask for that promotion, or anything really that requires courage, Ruby is your best friend. Ruby is also a very grounding crystal. So if you find yourself a little bit up in the clouds, if you are a star seed that cannot ground for the life of you, Ruby may be your helper. The good news about Ruby is you don't need um, a big crystal for it to be very, very powerful. So you need a very teeny tiny one. And that's all, you know, that's um that's good enough. Uh, it'll contain the same properties as the big rock. So that's the beauty of the ruby. Um, again, want to respect its, um, you want to expect its territorial nature. And um, if you have to travel with a ruby, it would prefer its own um, personal little pouch, a personal little box, so that, you know, it doesn't have to be with everybody else. Um, and it's also understandable because ruby is a donor crystal, right? It's a crystal that is a pow an empowering crystal. So its energies are, it gives off a lot of energy. And because of that, it is, it needs the time to replenish. And so it needs some replenishment and some alone time. Um, a little bit introverted from that regard, right? So fire is one of those energies. Um, they, it needs to be replenished uh, in the ideal world. Uh, now, we're not talking about heavenly fire. We're not talking about sacred flames. Those are eternal. But smaller um Smaller particles of fire, of fire representation, sm smaller representations of that energy, such as the ruby crystal, they need to be replenished and they need to 
um, just kind of go in their box and, and, and rest. And so I wouldn't recommend wearing rubies every day. It's one of those crystals that maybe you wear a couple of times a week. And I, like, and, and I know, for instance, like with um, earrings, if you have ruby earrings and that just happens to be a favorite pair, maybe you just wear them every day. But even with earrings or bracelets or anything that you would wear every day and not take off, ruby is one of those that needs its rest. Um, otherwise, it's going to stop losing its potency. And the first thing that's going to suffer with ruby is its protective barrier. Its protective shield is the first thing that suffers. Now, there are stones that ruby likes to collaborate with, and one of them is onyx. So if you're looking to accentuate and enhance the protection uh, abilities of the ruby, um, the one stone it does not mind is onyx. So you can wear onyx on your body, but please still not on the same hand if it's a ring. That is still very much the request of the ruby. The ruby likes to be recharged in the sun because the sun is a fire energy. And so uh, birds of feather kind of flock together. And so it likes anything that is fire related. Yeah, um, ruby is going to assist your communication. Uh, it specifically will make your communication a lot more charged. Ruby can also help up open your charisma. So it'll make you more charismatic. It'll make you appear more magnetic, more attractive even. Um, ruby is a stone that can make you prettier, uh, like your aura at least prettier. And it's all about the energy, right? So overall, it's going to have that beautifying effect. But it is also a stone of warriors. So if you consider yourself a warrior of light or any other warrior, ruby is a beautiful energy. It's very supportive for warriors. It likes that decisive energy so if you you know if you already are that or if you need you know if you are the opposite if you would like to be a little bit more decisive or a lot more decisive ruby is your little guy moving on in no particular order let's go to the emerald emerald is the beautiful earth stone it is the beautiful stone of Gaia, or that it's it's literally the vibration that Gaia now vibrates at and so emerald is not only you know, does the heart of Gaia, does the heart of our planet, not only is that made of emerald, um, emerald is, and because of that, right, like if you are wearing an emerald, you by default are going to be connected to the heart of hearts and of, of our beautiful planet. What does that mean? What are the benefits of that? Abundance, wealth, money, the empress archetype, um, royalty. Emerald has definitely been the stone of royals um, for many, many generations. Uh, emerald was one of the beloved stones of the goddess Isis. So if this is um, an archetype um, or a goddess that you resonate with, emerald is your um, your stone. Emerald, like I said, and let me like expand a little bit. And like when I say it is a stone of abundance, what does it actually mean? The way that emerald's energies operate, it is a magnet. It's a magnet for wealth. It's a magnet for money. It's a magnet for abundance. It's a magnet for things growing and multiplying. And so if you would like to attract a particular kind of wealth into your life, or for instance, if you're starting a new business and you would like for that to be financially successful, getting yourself a um, piece of emerald or a piece of jewelry with emerald could be the energy that you need. Emerald likes to be worn a lot. It's not one of those stones that needs to be replenished all the time because it is inherently so connected to Gaia that it is recharging itself as you're wearing it. So it does not require any sophisticated recharging. 
Now, of course, the only issue with the emerald is you have to be careful because it's on the softer side of the stone. So it's a little bit easier to damage it. And it doesn't quite have the clarity that call it an, an, um, a diamond wood, right? Because it's a softer stone. There, um, It's a lot easier to um, have the little crevices and it's just a little bit more muddy. It's just a little bit more foggy inside, but it is a beautiful stone. Emerald can help you connect to the planetary Akashic records. So Emerald is also connected to the informational field. Emerald is connected to the energies of the earth elementals. So the triads, the spirits of the trees, the gnomes, um, the elves even, um, all of those are, they love the emerald. And if you're wearing the emerald, they're going to be, you're going to be a lot more noticeable to them. So it does open you up to communicating with the unseen world of elementals. Emerald is also about, like I said, it's the empress archetype. So it is all about developing and growing your inner or outer queendom or kingdom, right? So it is all about these energies of home, a beautiful home, a cozy home, an inviting home. It is about having anything and everything that your heart desires so that you could share it with your loved ones. So it's that emanation of the heart uh, of the cup uh, of the cup full and overflowing actually. Uh, but it is also about, designating a particular place as your own. So it likes to claim territory, and that's the beauty of the emerald. So if you have audacious goals, if you would like to claim something in the physical world, um, or say your business is connected to real estate, because like emerald loves real estate, loves accumulating real estate, etc. So if you buy an emerald, all of a sudden you're like, ooh, I feel like I want to buy an apartment or I think I, I want to become a house owner or a homeowner. Um, it could be the emerald energies because it, it, it has a little bit of the Taurus energies, if that makes sense, like wealth, you know, comfort, um, all kinds of comforts. Um, that's the energies of the emerald. But it is also a super, super attractor, right? Because, and by the way, the vibration and the emanation that the emerald has is so potent that literally you start vibrating at the frequency of abundance when you start wearing an emerald. And you would notice that this stone is so powerful that it starts shifting your thinking, even your thinking patterns. Now, the one thing about the emerald is the bigger it is, the, the more potent it becomes. So it's not quite the same thing as the ruby. Uh, the ruby can have a very tiny one and it'll work just fine. With the emerald, the bigger the better. Now, I know that, you know, these stones are expensive. So there are financial constraints, but it's almost like the universe in some ways uh, wants to test you and say, hey, like, you're, are you serious about wealth? And maybe, maybe you should get an emerald. Again, take take this with a grain of salt, right? Um, it's not a guarantee that if you buy an emerald tomorrow, you're you're gonna win a lottery. That is not what I'm saying, um, because every every time you're working with a stone, the vibrations are still quite subtle, right? And emeralds work over time. So the energy of the emerald, it needs to be fully absorbed into your auric field. So two to three years usually is what it takes for an emerald to start really delivering results for you. So patience is a virtue when it comes to emeralds, but it's a beautiful energy. And I just love how it's connected to the earth. So the other thing that the emerald does is it plugs you back into nature, meaning it allows you to vibrate in unison with nature. It allows you to vibrate at the same frequency, which means nature is going to take you as a part of itself. And so abundance is going to come in so many different ways. 
Like the way that you're going to feel and commune with nature is going to change. And by the way, once you establish a very good connection with an emerald, you don't even have to wear it all the time for you to still get the benefits of, you know, of, of being the owner of the emeralds, right? Um, stones are very loyal. Uh, emeralds are also very loyal. So they're going to keep working for you in the background, um, even if you are not actively wearing the piece of jewelry or not actively holding that little crystal in your hands. So that's emerald. Let's go with uh, sapphire. I'm specifically referring to the blue sapphire. So the call it the more prominent, the more popular version of sapphire. And this is the energy of cosmic waters, not just the earthly waters, but cosmic waters. The energy of the sapphire is very cleansing. It is so good to help release karma. It is so good to help harmonize your auric field. It is so good to balance out your energies. Sapphire can help you balance out your masculine and feminine polarities, bringing you into this perfect merge, this perfect sacred marriage of the two. So it's really good for balancing. It's really good for creating harmony in relationships. So if you know, you're fighting with somebody just by, you know, wearing this crystal, the arguments are going to lessen or become less prominent, which is why sapphire is also such a great gift. If you want to harmonize a relationship with somebody, call it, I don't know, your husband and you're you're thinking, okay, what should I give my wife? If you feel like your relationship could use a little bit more harmony, a little bit of understanding, a little more understanding, a little bit of more like just seeing eye to eye, Sapphire is really your your energy because it is a peacemaker, it is a diplomat, it is a harmonizer, and it really creates um, bonds. It helps create create bonds between people. So it creates um, very cohesive couples, um, very cohesive families that are like a tight unit or even a group of friends. So it can really bring a group of people together in the most harmonious way possible. But also it, it does enable expression. So Sapphire does help you speak your truth, but do so in a very loving way. Again, just like water, right? In a way that doesn't hurt the feelings of another. And so Sapphire can really enhance your communication, soften the pieces and the bits that need to be softened, but at the same time preserve the essence of the truth that you are communicating. So it is a powerful stone. Sapphire is also the stone of a seer. Sapphire really helps enhance third eye. It used to be the stone of oracles at one point. So it really helps accentuate your clairvoyance. Um, it helps you see things quicker or like enhance meditations if that is your thing. But it can do so much more than that. It can enable you to see certain things in the future. Um, perhaps not the full-on ability to, to um, uh, ability for prophecy, but it's, you know, it's, it's definitely that first step. Sapphire also helps increase your awareness, awareness of others, awareness of your surroundings, awareness of the um, kind of like it helps you read the room. So uh, awareness of those around you. So it's a really, really powerful stone that enhances psychic abilities. It is also a stone that can um, even out your temper, soften you. 
enable you to become a more impactful speaker or leader, right? So it is also, in some ways, a stone of inspired leadership. Not the forceful leadership, not the military general kind of leadership, but a very holistic, wholesome type of leadership where you are the heart of um, of the group. Sapphires also enhance your connection to the unseen, to the invisible world. A sapphire can enhance your connection to your higher self, to your spirit team, even your guardian angel. Not that your guardian angel is ever far away from you, but it's one thing knowing that they're there and the whole other thing perceiving and feeling and being able to communicate. So it enhances extrasensory perception and extrasensory communication, the communication with your spirit team. It is also a really good alignment stone. It naturally starts bringing all of your chakras into alignment along your, the central channel. And because of that, your ability to receive messages is increased. Your energy levels could be increased. It is an overall really, really great harmonizer. And then, of course, it does feed the energies of your throat center because it is blue and all the things that are blue are connected to the throat. So it'll bring you closer to being on your path, to intuitively feeling into your purpose and your mission. And if you are serious about being on your mission, get yourself a sapphire. Last but not least is a diamond. The diamond as an energy, as you remember, is connected to air. It is also connected to ether, which is why... Diamond is such a beautiful gift uh, for engagements or weddings. And the reason being is because when you are marrying somebody or when you are becoming engaged, it's a promise. And the promise that you share with somebody, a commitment, is connected to the element of air, like all other communication. So that is why it is just such a beautiful energy. Now, diamond stands for purity and purification. It will help purify your vessel. So diamond is something that um, could really be helpful in shadow work and bringing you closer to oneness, a wholeness, a wholesomeness within. So it's really good to help light up certain things in your auric field or point out certain things in your auric field that are out of alignment. So sometimes when you start wearing a diamond, you may notice initially that things just start coming up to be healed. Is because it almost like it's like a magnifying glass and it magnifies the things that may be out of alignment for you. So it is a pure and beautiful stone of alignment to, towards your inner unity. So it's not necessarily aligning your chakras like the sapphire is, but it is aligning you with your perfect self, if that makes sense. So diamond is the uh, stone, the crystal of perfection. And so it makes things around it better. So as a wearer of a diamond, your auric field is going through, is going to go through an upgrade, shall we say, and a cleansing exercise and um, your energy as well. And that's why I would call diamond uh, a catalyst. It is a catalyst on your spiritual journey. It is a catalyst um, on your journey of expansion. And uh, diamonds are really, really good at enabling somebody to accumulate light. So it's going to help create little pockets within your aura. And it's like this this stone's desire is to elevate, to emanate, to ascend, to rise, uh, raise, um, all of the above, right? And so it is a stone that 
is going to propel you into um, perhaps a higher level um, of evolution if you let it, right? Like, does every diamond do it? Uh, no. However, you can charge your diamond to be that doorway into uh, learning, into development. So how do you do that, right? There is a conscious way to work with crystals, right? Uh, when you buy a crystal, it is not charged to you, and it's not always connected to the universal energies that it's meant to be connected. That is why not every single diamond ring acts as this portal into ascension, so to say. But it could. So first things first, right, is attune and align your personal crystal to your auric field. And the way you do that is through placing the stone that you buy over your thymus gland, which is your higher heart here between the, the two clavicle bones. Um, you know, in the center of your body. So you would want to place, and you can do any of the four crystals that I just just described, and you would want to place it over your higher heart for three minutes and allow the energy of the crystal to absorb your personal emanations and just allow this process to happen. And then you want to charge that stone with an intention. You want to give it a mission. Ask the stone to do something for you. Purify you know, enhance your seer abilities, whatever that is. Uh, you can give it a more mundane mission, like, hey, maybe not for a diamond, but, you know, for an emerald, you can ask, for instance, an emerald to set you up with a person um, who is meant for you, like find you, um, find your other half, right? Like, in other words, you have to charge the stone with an intention. Once you charge the stone with an intention, it can help you right? Because you have free will and this is a free will-based universe. And so objects need to be asked. They may have all of these properties, but unless you are actively interacting with this object and asking it to help you out, despite the fact that it does have these properties, those properties are going to remain dormant until you activate the crystal. Diamonds are purists and they also require um, they like to be cleansed. So the, the diamonds also like being in the sun. They um, love to be uh, put in water. So like diamonds don't dislike water. So don't worry. Like, you know, sometimes it's just like wa being washed in water. Um, they're just like water animals, water crystals, because water really enhances the property of the diamond and it kind of like further purifies it. Because let's face it, we are in a third dimensional reality and things can uh, get not damaged, uh, but they can, you know, they can lose their purity very, very quickly in such a low vibrational world. Diamonds are no exception. And so they like um, to be in the water uh, at least every other month. Um, just like, you know, place um, your diamond um, into like a little, it could be a cup with water and a glass with water and just like let it there for like 10, 20 minutes. And, and that's all it needs to feel like um, its proper self again. So don't forget to charge your crystals with your own personal energy through your thymus gland and then give them an intention or a reason for being. And that is how you align the crystal with uh, being your true helper, being your personal artifact, your personal object of power instead of just a little rock you're wearing. Um, on your hands. Diamonds are also really good for enhancing your connection with extraterrestrials. 
just like crystal quartz. I mean, there are easier ones, obviously. It doesn't have to be a diamond. But um, if you already are wearing a diamond ring, then you don't also have to carry a piece of quartz with you, right? Um, so it does um, enhance um, communication with extraterrestrials. Um, it would enhance your communication with... Mm, air elementals as well. So beings like fairies, beings like sylphs, the um, elementals of the wind. Um, so all of that. Um, diamond can also help you bring about change in your life. So if you're looking for change, if you're looking to change things up, the diamond may be the crystal to help you because again, it is ruled by air and air is all about change, transformation, rapid movement, et cetera, et cetera. Um, diamonds can help you speed things up so this is a stone to work with if you're trying to uh, speed up the timelines. Um, if you're trying to speed things up, imagine, like you can close your eyes, focus on your diamond, piece of diamond, and then imagine rotating it in a clockwise direction. Clockwise direction is always um, facing the future and just focusing on the aspect or the event that you're trying to speed up the manifestation of. And um, you will notice that things feel faster and it will really help you move faster towards and along the axis that you want. So diamonds are really beautiful. They are um they are a very loyal stone also. So they usually are they only have one love for the, for usually for the duration of uh, their life, right? So like once they have been charged, especially if you charge your diamond with um your heart energies, it's going to be loyal uh, to you forever. Um yeah, that's why diamonds are beautiful. And, you know, rubies love being passed on to other people, like in your lineage. Diamonds could live without it, right? Because they're loyal to that one person. So perhaps not the best gift for your children, just because the diamond may create a little bit of a pushback energy there. All right. I wanted to see if the collective has any questions for me in regards to the four stones or the energy of the stones in general. As long as it serves the collective, I'm ready to receive the question. You mentioned that Ruby doesn't like the sapphire. Are there any other relationships between the stones that we need to be aware of? To be honest, Ruby is probably the most uh, opinionated, although the emerald doesn't like the ruby either. Um, the emerald feels like the ruby's energy is too intense. Um, An emerald is actually a very soft crystal. Um, its energy is very feminine because it's the earth. And um, emerald feels overpowered by the ruby. And so it does not like it. It feels like ruby takes the energy away from it, which makes sense because the ruby is always looking for things it can feed off of not the not the owner not the people but i mean like things in nature to feed off of and sometimes it can be uh, a crystal that doesn't play nice in the sandbox um now i know that i just needed to say that sometimes uh, people use uh, precious stones to charge water Please don't put ruby inside of the water if you're charging the water with ruby. Don't put it next with any other crystal. Like, it doesn't like it. And definitely not a sapphire. Like, would never want to share the water space with a sapphire. Just wanted, a ruby just wanted to step in and tell you guys. So I have to be the vessel for that to happen. Um, all right. What other relationships? Diamond is kind of, it's a little, like, it wants a little bit of a distance, but it's not particular about, like, 
any of the crystals. Like you can play nicely with any of them. So the good news is if you're if you have an engagement ring, you can wear any other ring on that same hand next to your engagement ring and your diamond is not gonna mind. Like the diamond just it's um you see the diamond is able to maintain such a nice level of purity um that it doesn't really it's not too worried about mixing up with anything. And it doesn't really need anyone to replenish itself because it replenishes from air and air is literally everywhere. Don't don't mix um, ruby with the emerald and, and ruby with the sapphire and you're going to be good. But thank you for asking. The stones really appreciate that. Um, any other questions? The question is, my mom passed me a ruby um, ring, but I don't feel good when wearing it. And you mentioned it is such a good ancestral stone, but anytime I, I wear it, I feel like strange things happen or bad things happen. So what's going on? Well, that's the thing, right? Because rubies have memory, great memory, and they are they pass vibrations on really, really quickly. So if your mom was wearing this ring when she was under the, you know, under a lot of stress, or she was going through the dark period in her life, or she was sick or something along these lines, then the ruby is going to absorb it. And that's why it's really, really important if you're going to be passing um, a piece of jewelry to your kids or whomever, that you are intentional with the stones, because they are carriers of vibration. And you don't want to be... Um, you don't want to be matter of fact about it. You really want to make sure that you're doing the right thing. So the ruby is going to absorb anything and everything in your auric field and pass that on to the next wearer. So what you're describing here is that the ruby, along with all the good things, have carried on some of the past karma from your mother. In order to cleanse that, I recommend placing your ruby crystal inside of a little bowl of salt and then um, placing that entire you know bowl with a ruby inside into the sun for about three hours and then the intention that you want to set for this ritual because it is a ritual it's a cleansing ritual is you want to ask the sun you want to ask the salt and you want to ask the ruby to release or help release the darkness and negativity and the karma that has taken root inside of the stone and you ask the universe and source consciousness to help with that if they can and you're really, you know, you also want to make sure that you express your gratitude for the work that they're going to be doing. And um, essentially, that's the ritual. You, you uh, let the crystal be cleansed for three hours, and then you can bring it back and start wearing it. But I'm fairly confident that that is going to take care of the problem. But that is why also it is important when you're charging these crystals to be passed on to your kids. You want to make sure that you're sending your highest vibration into the crystal and not your karmic baggage because your kids are going to get your karmic baggage whether you'd like this or not. You also don't need to help them out with a piece of jewelry. Now, of course, when things are not intentional, that's when we get situations like this one. So in other words, the ruby is always going to connect you to your mom if she gave it to you. It's a beautiful stone. It has deep memories of the states that your mom was in and just needs to be cleansed. All right, I'm going to take one last question about the precious stones. The question is about the emerald and if somebody wants to intentionally use the emerald to attract abundance, are there any tips or tricks? In order to attract abundance, well, the best um, 
try wearing it on the left hand. Um, left hand is is really good for receiving. So you, you know, if if you wear it on the right hand, you're giving abundance, right? That that's the generosity sign. If you're wearing it on the left hand, you're receiving abundance. Emeralds like to play together. So if you can get multiple, meaning emerald earrings and an emerald ring, that is only going to accentuate things. As you, you know, when you just buy it for the first 30 days, wear it every day with the intention to attract abundance into your life because the emerald really needs to get used to you and it, it moves a little bit of a slower pace, at a little bit of a slower pace. It's a little bit of a slower crystal. Uh, compared to call it a ruby. A ruby moves very quick. Diamond moves very quick. Emerald is a slow and steady that wins the race. And so it needs time to get used to your body, to get used to your intricacies. So wear it for 30 days. And only then you can, you know, change it and play with other jewelry. Now, of course, you can take it off when you go to sleep. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be 24-7, but every day regularly for, you know, at least, um, you know, when, in your waking hours, do, do wear the emerald um, to set things up. Emerald thrives when you have other green things on you or in your house. So, like, wearing green clothing is really going to help accentuate the energies of the emerald buying green furniture, having green curtains, things like that, it's really, really, really going to be helpful. And then, of course, charge it, right? Charge it with an intention. Because what wealth and abundance means to you is not what wealth and abundance means to any other person. So be very specific when you're talking to your own emerald and ask the crystal to attract something specific in your life. What is it that you want? What does wealth and abundance mean to you? And that is what you would ask your crystal. All right, my darlings, I hope this was helpful. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, please let me know in the comments uh, what stone you resonate with the most. And also, if you are able to discover something about yourself or why you gravitate to a particular stone, if the fact that it is connected to an element uh, perhaps starts shed the light on why you like something. I'm super curious to learn. I'm sending you a big virtual hug. I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.